Are you wearing pants? Yeah, I'm just okay. wearing short shorts. Who wears short shorts? Elena. <laughs> <clears throat> I should try to keep it more verbal and less visual for our, our listeners. Well, you know, the TikTokers out there might appreciate seeing you stretch your leg high in the air. Oh, boy. I have just been so happy and enjoying TV lately because there are so many things currently airing that I'm actually watching for once. Like, I feel like it's been ages since I've, like, been watching shows week to week. Mm -hmm. But I've been watching RuPaul, All Stars, All Winners. Duh, obviously. (laughs) We've talked about that off pod. And Hacks is back. It is. I've been watching the Kardashians every week. What is your opinion on all of the Kardashians that has aired so far? We haven't really I... checked in with you since it first yeah, premiered. I am really enjoying it. I think it is way better than Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I mm. went back and watched a few episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I'm like, I can't even sit through this. Like, something about the Kardashians in, like, the pacing the quality. And I mean, I know we talked about this at length in our Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode, but I do feel like they are being more real. Hmm. I don't know if that's true or if they've just gotten better at it. And I mean, there's definitely some scenes, especially with Scott Disick, where I'm like, like, they do not even talk to Scott anymore and like they just know he's a draw for the show so they have to create like these fake storylines to keep him involved like i highly doubt he's like a part of any of their lives in a legitimate way anymore with the exception of like courtney's kids with him but i feel like it's it's really good i will say kendall is so useless and good for nothing like she (laughs) is the worst. I hate her so much. I just, she brings nothing to the table. And actually, one thing I was thinking about when I was watching, I had like three episodes to catch up on because like you were here and I was like busy last week. So I was like a little behind. And I feel like Kylie and Kendall both, but especially Kendall, are the most unreal out of all of them. And I bet it's because they grew up being on the show versus the Mm -hmm. other people who had, like, legitimate and real lives before being, like, stuck in front of a camera all the time. I just think Courtney, Kim, and Chloe have a way better grasp of how to appear normal. And Hmm. Kylie and Kendall don't. Kendall, I I don't know if you've seen the video of her cutting the cucumber. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. She At one point on the show, she's like, I'm going to make myself a snack. And she holds the cucumber. Like, somehow, like, her hand is, like, completely turned, like, the wrong way. And then she's, like, trying to cut it. And she can't. So she brings her fingers up so close to the knife and is, like, slicing off these really thin. And then she's, like, holding the cucumber way at the end while trying to cut down here. So it's, like, wiggling. And, like, three different times, Chris is, like, do you want me to just get the chef? And Kendall's, like, no, no, no. I can do it myself. I can-. And that's my problem with her is, like, her whole shtick is, like, I'm not like other girls. I'm so weird. I'm so normal. And it's, like, you're not. <laughs> 
I don't know. She she really gets on me, but she hasn't been on the show very much. Her thing in the last episode was like, I'm a hypochondriac, so I get like a liquid like IV like injection like every single day. Like that cannot be healthy. Wow. On the opposite end of that spectrum of the most unreal reality show to what I view as being the most real reality show alone is back oh okay i just watched the very first episode it's oh only one episode is out now but they're in labrador canada Hmm. and there are apparently going to be polar bears at some point so it seems really good and i was super excited because one of the contestants finally did what i have been saying they should do for years they get to bring like 10 items of their own or something like that Someone brought salt. Oh, that's a good idea. And that's what I thought. Like, you can sacrifice one of your other items and bring salt. Then your food tastes better. Electrolyte levels are better or whatever. I feel Mm -hmm. like it has a use. And it preserves the meat. It preserves the meat. So I thought it was really smart. I've always thought that that would be a really good thing to bring. So I hope that guy does well. (laughs) Have you been watching anything at all? Um, I've also been keeping up with... Not the Kardashians. Drag Race, All Stars, All Winners. I have been keeping up with the new season of Barry as well. And I enjoy it. The episode that just came out um, this week, I thought had some really cool cinematography. Like there were some shots that happened on a freeway that was like a really long take following like a dirt bike on a freeway, like over an off ramp and onto the freeway. And the whole time I was like... How did they film that? <laughs> like, it it must have taken so much coordination. It, and it looks kind of like a simple shot. Like, it's just following this dirt bike as, mm-hmm. you know, he's, like, driving away from people who are chasing him. Um, sorry if I'm spoiling anything for anyone, but that's not, like, a huge <laughs> spoiler, I guess. But anyway, like, that, that's just one show that continues to impress me. They do stuff that I don't expect. And that's mm-hmm. always trying something a little outside the box and taking some kind of big swings, but I feel like they pay off. So definitely glad that it's back after a long hiatus. I have not yet started watching the new season of Hacks. I want to, but I want to rewatch the first season before I do that because it's been a little while. So I am so... I I think we're going to have to do like a full episode just devoted to Hacks season two. Maybe we wait till the end. (laughs) Okay. And do like a season reaction recap because I have a lot to say and I've been, it has been killing me to not say anything to you because I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to give you any expectations. I won't even say, is it positive? Is it negative? I don't know. I'm just saying I have a lot of thoughts about it. So I'm very, very excited for you to watch. And so yeah, be looking forward to that episode listeners. I am going to hopefully start watching it this week. We will see. But I'm excited to watch it because you seem very excited by it. Yeah, it's it's elicited a lot of thoughts Hmm. and feelings. All right. So yeah. Cool. I'll leave it at that. If anyone is watching at home and has my contact information and wants to talk about it, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I would be more than glad to share. Just slide into Elena's DMs and she would be glad to have a hacks chat with you. (laughs) So speaking of fan interaction, Uh if if we can call it that, maybe not 
fans, maybe haters. Uh, I posted a TikTok last week about the Netflix playback speed button that we brought up in our episode. Mm, Yes. And I have never posted anything ever in my life that has elicited so many reactions. Yeah. I do not have TikTok myself. I have not yet stooped that low. But you have been telling me some of the things that people were saying on that video. And yeah, I was not expecting such a broad range of responses. <laughs> I know, like some people were with us and some people called me an ableist. So <laughs> um, I think perhaps I did not make it clear enough in the video that I was critiquing it from a creator's kind of standpoint Mm -hmm. and specifically i was thinking about speeding it up like i think speeding it up is while some people did comment and say that because of their adhd speeding it up is the only way they can watch tv which i suppose is a legitimate thing someone also said that they were too smart to watch things at a regular speed which that i don't Mm, necessarily buy being too smart is not a medical condition (laughs) right so I guess, yeah, I don't know. I I actually really appreciated it because it made me like completely consider it from a perspective that I had not even thought about, mm-hmm. which is that especially slowing it down would have like real world applications. I specifically thought about like English second language people, right. speakers. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was it was cool. I as always appreciate TikTok because I feel like the people that watch the videos are very keen to put their two cents in. But yeah, we we hadn't really mentioned that in our episode. So if we did come across as ableist, we're sorry. Yes, uh, I too, because I said the thing about like, no creator is going to want the playback speed. And I think I specifically referenced just speeding it up that no one is making TV thinking, well, it's okay if everyone just speeds through this part. I don't think any creators are really going to mind if people slow it down. I mean, they... No. I think there's there's a difference there between, like, if you're speeding things up, you're going to miss something somewhere along the line. And if you're slowing it down, maybe it feels different in the pacing than the creator would want, but you're at least going to catch everything. Right. So I think that's where the distinction comes in for me. But yeah, we don't want to offend anyone by our suggestion that the playback speed feature is not a good idea. <laughs> it's, it just was not a good <laughs> idea to us. And I am glad that people would point out that there could be reasons for using it that we did not right. see that seem very legitimate. So if you're not following us over there, go ahead and head on over. It's Televisionary Pod on TikTok and Televisionary Podcast on Instagram. Although TikTok is kind of where it's at. I mean, that's what people tell me, but I still, I just can't get on board. It seems like such a gigantic waste of my time. I think it can be. I feel like you have to be very, very intentional Mm -hmm. and not just get sucked in to watching videos because it is so easy. Yeah, well, that for me, I feel like it wouldn't be easy because everything time that I, like, see stupid videos on, like, YouTube or Instagram, I immediately, like, dismiss them. Like, I know what I want to watch and what I don't want to watch. And I don't just want to sit in front of TikTok for an hour and watch stupid stuff that's not fulfilling to me. I don't know. Like, I'm not 
the kind of person to waste my time on stuff that I'm not getting anything from other than like a right. a light chuckle. I think the thing that sets TikTok apart from like YouTube Shorts or Instagram Reels or even regular YouTube videos to like a lesser degree, but I will say like when I first got it, I felt that. Like I almost never watched it because I was getting everything. But then as I wanted to explore it more to kind of understand, you know, what works, what doesn't, what are people doing, thinking about making videos for our podcast on there and like trying to figure out how on earth am I going to do this? I started liking stuff or like swiping through things I knew I wouldn't like. And it does definitely curate what you're getting more than any other sort of service I've seen. Mm. So I've gotten to the point with mine where I see very, very few things that I just hate completely. And I see a lot more of like the engaging kind of content that I want. Like there's a woman on there, her whole account is like a deep dive into everything Kardashians on like an academic level. I love that. Mm. Like she had a whole video, I think I might've sent it to you about like reality tv is like a panopticon yes yes like she's like amazing and there's like a lot of fashion history people who will like break down all of this stuff regarding like fashion history and now i can tolerate it a lot more but i still feel like i set very clear boundaries for myself where oh, i'm gonna watch for five minutes and then I'm gonna not watch anymore. But not everyone can do that. I think it's so, so easy, especially with like shortening attention spans and like the little rush you get, like watching and swiping and all of that. Like not everyone I think is as conscious about their TikTok consumption as I am. I'm sure that is true. Yeah. Let's move on to a topic that I kind of wanted to discuss. You probably don't want to discuss it because it's about Bob's Burgers. Oh which yeah. you don't like and I correctly do. Okay. But the Bob's Burgers movie just came out over the weekend. Um, it was two years delayed coming to theaters, supposed to come out in the summer of 2020, and um, was pushed back until it could actually have a, you know, meaningful theatrical release. And it was moderately successful for a theatrical release. The Bob's Burgers movie opened at number three for the box office with a modest $15 million over the Memorial Day weekend. And that is Disney's most successful 2D film release since The Princess and the Frog in 2009. Well, how many theatrical releases of 2D animated films have they had between then and now? Um, I didn't find a total. Okay. But it probably wasn't a lot. Okay. <laughs> but still. I mean, that's still... Yeah, and honestly, like, it's it's impressive to me that they released any kind of 2D animated film in theaters, because that is so rare right. these days. Well, and especially one that was based on a <laughs> an animated series on network television, you know? And that's right. a film that, they, that Disney would have inherited from Fox as part of the buyout <sighs> deal. So obviously it wasn't right. set up at Disney, but it is kind of surprising to me that they didn't just go with like a Hulu or Disney Plus release for the mm -hmm. film because all of Bob's Burgers is on Hulu and it, you know, just kind of would have made more sense in my mind that they didn't need the theatrical release. But I think if it hadn't been planned for theaters before the pandemic, 
they probably would have just sent it straight to streaming, but it seems like Disney was happy with that result, and I'm planning to go see the movie (laughs) right after we record this, actually. (laughs) I'm excited about it. But more than just the box office numbers for this movie, this release kind of stirred up in me the idea of whether it is actually a good idea to base a film, a theatrically released film, on an existing television show. Because I can think of a few examples of shows that have done that over the years, and I feel like most of them have not been very successful. Yeah. Like, I now, um, Downton Abbey does have a sequel to its film out right now, and that one actually did very well. I didn't see the numbers for um, the new Downton Abbey movie. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, So, a couple weekends ago, Downton Abbey A New Era opened with $16 million, which was much lower than the first film's debut of $31 million, and also Mm -hmm. the production cost was double what the first one cost to make. Oh, wow. But uh, that's a pretty good showing for a show that is now several years old. So it's only on an exclusive theatrical window for 17 days, though, apparently. And then... Ooh, interesting. um, It's a universal film, so I assume that's going to Peacock, but I am not positive on that. But anyway, I wonder what your take is on whether it's a good idea for Hollywood to continue this kind of thing, whether there's value in making movies based on TV with all the streaming skewing the lines and stuff. Well, it's interesting you bring this up, actually, because I was talking with someone the other day about how I feel like we talked last week about TV shows getting longer. Mm -hmm. But the thing we didn't bring up that might be affecting that is that movies are generally like movies are on the decline or have been on the decline for a while. Like people don't go to the theater as much. I'm wondering if like part of the reason why TV shows are getting longer is because like movies just aren't as popular now. And since TV has been like the kind of forefront of media for, you know, the past 30 years or so, maybe not quite that long, maybe they're trying to fill that space a little bit or like bridge that gap a little bit by lengthening I I don't know. I I don't know if I'm articulating it very well, but I'm just wondering how much of it is because, like, TV is the more dominant of the two right now in between, like, TV and movies. But as for, like, TV shows directly creating a movie based on their series, I don't know. I mean, the only one that springs to mind for me is Firefly, Mm -hmm. which had Serenity, Mm -hmm. and it's fine. It, like, I would have rather just not known mm. and like come up with my own kind of conclusion because it isn't really that like satisfying mm-hmm. and it doesn't really have the same magic that the series has. I can't think of any other movies. Was there an X-Files movie? Am I making that up? There were several X-Files movies. Theatrically released or just Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there were at least two that were in theaters i've seen one of them it just feels like a really long x-files episode and that's what i feel like a lot of (laughs) these kind of movies are and i don't know if bob's burgers will be that way i kind of assume it will and that's the way that downton abbey downton abbey movies are sex in the city of course had those movies that were terrible but extremely successful right you had like south park did a movie that was not very successful at the box office, but 
was still nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song. <laughs> you had the Simpsons movie, which I don't even know. I think that did okay at the box office, but it's just a weird thing, I think, for TV to, like, move two movies, like, move to a movie, unless you have a bigger story to tell. Like, you had Breaking Bad right. doing the El Camino movie a couple years later to kind of tie up some loose ends and that i think makes sense you know that's like a natural extension of the story i think so i think a lot of people i talked to who watched breaking bad felt like it was like so unnecessary i mean it was probably they didn't really get anything it was probably unnecessary but so were the sex in the city movies to that end you know i mean so is everything right (laughs) like all of this is just Uh extra So it's just another way to keep an engaged fan base going and try to get more money out of them. But I feel like creatively, you're not probably contributing anything to that universe. And you're also probably not doing anything that's so different from your regular TV show that it justifies a different media, a different form of media, I guess. I was just thinking as you were talking about the only TV show turned movie movies that I really like. I don't know if that sentence <laughs> made sense, but uh, uh, Trailer Park Boys oh. has several movies. I don't know if all of them were in theaters, but I know that w- at least one of them was, and it didn't really make a lot of money. It actually didn't even gross back what it cost to make mm. the movie. But I think that all of the Trailer Park Boys movies are so good and feel right and they they don't feel like just an extended tv episode or like a season of tv to me because like the one that springs to mind is called don't legalize it where ricky goes on this like crusade to stop canada from legalizing weed because he thinks he's not going to be able to make money anymore (laughs) and it's just like this nice like journey that happens that is explored in like a feature film length Mm. and of course they could have done that over a season but it works really well as a movie Mm -hmm. and i feel that way about all of the trailer park boys movies that i've seen i feel like they all work really well which is kind of interesting to me but maybe just because it is kind of a show about nothing or i don't i don't want to say about nothing but about just like these scum people that it's just kind of easy to come up with the right kind of story to take up the right amount of space. And one show that I think would do that extraordinarily well, if it ever happens, is Community, (laughs) which has had the whole six seasons in a movie crusade happening for so many years now, and there is apparently a script now, right? Dan Harmon has said. I thought thought he did. Maybe I'm making that up. (laughs) Or at least he had ideas. Yes, maybe I shouldn't make that claim. Sorry, I think I misconstrued the article that I had read before. This is, <laughs> it came out last month, and Dan Harmon had said the, quote, gears are turning on the movie. And then another quote says, the crazy thing about this community movie is that if you didn't know there was a show, this is an insanely good movie. Ooh. The only problems are becoming the creative ones, which is great because I love those problems. I love having these conversations and they're being had. So I guess that doesn't confirm that it's finished, but it is at least in progress from the sounds of it. Wow. But I, like, Community is a sh- is maybe the only show I would trust to actually create 
an outstanding movie, whether you knew anything about the show, like the show at all. And But it was right. still very much true to the show and its characters and all of that. I think I agree with that. I, I have high hopes that they would do it justice and their format I think would adapt well but I think that's kind of the biggest problem is that like with any tv show is that like the format of adjusting like a tv show for a movie it's just it's more complicated I think than you think it would be to do right I think especially for a sitcom like for a drama series that might have like five acts and an hour-long episode it's a little easier to like flesh that out and stretch it you know to a two-hour movie with a sitcom especially like a network sitcom like bob's burgers or like community you have three acts broken up into you know seven minute segments or so and you have these very confined stories really that you're telling in each episode and stretching that out to an hour and a half two hours is rough you know like the rhythms change so much (laughs) for telling these jokes and you're setting up punchlines so much more i think in a sitcom than you are in a movie which kind of has to be about the bigger storyline that's going on or people are just gonna get tired of it after 20 minutes (laughs) so i it always surprises me i guess that it's more sitcoms that do the movie thing it seems than drama series yeah maybe that's why not all of them are as successful as we want them to be and by successful i don't just mean box office success i mean like good movies (laughs) people actually liking (laughs) them sorry this is random but before we go i had something that i was thinking about in regard to our snl conversation from last week okay i was thinking one shift that's maybe happened between like the you know 70s 80s 90s to today is that as like back in the day i feel like there were way more comedy movies being made mm-hmm. like strictly comedy movies not associated with any franchise or tv show or anything like that and there was a pretty clear line from like being on snl to becoming a movie star right. like making all these movies and I don't think that that genre, it barely exists anymore. Mm -hmm. If you think about like the type of movies that Will Ferrell was making or like Adam Sandler. And when those movies do come out, it's the same people still in them. Yes. (laughs) So I think maybe part of the reason people stick around, I mean, there's a lot more TV people can do today. And if you can write and you're on SNL, like you can go and do that or you could do a late night show. But I feel like in like your opportunities are maybe smaller now than they used to be. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but you're so right that studios just are not (laughs) making original comedy films or much of any comedy films, really. It's all the superhero schlock and some kids' movies and stuff that like studios are actually willing to invest money in. So occasionally you'll have... uh, decent comedy come out from like you know some indie studio or something that catches people's attention but it's not a clear path for someone on you know snl or any other kind of show where someone might get their start to launch this upward trajectory of their career it's more of a a lateral move to do a a movie like that (laughs) so the appeal just isn't there but oh well 
And we've rambled for quite some time. Probably so. far too long. Thanks if you're still <laughs> listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This was a weird one. I know we didn't hit on like a ton of TV stuff, but we appreciate you all listening. And we have still so many big things to talk about in the future. We're just getting there. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, you know the drill, share the episode, and have a great day. I've been Elena Hillard. And I've been Cody Hoffman. Take care and do something nice for somebody today. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye.